around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, we are thrilled to be here with you, and uh, we feel like we've got some wonderful things to share with you. Remember, you can find us at terrymize.com if you need our ministry schedule, any kind of the ministry products that would be a blessing to you or someone that you would like to minister to as well. And then also, uh, you can give us your prayer request, and we're just so glad to always pray with you and believe God with you. Uh, We're almost overwhelmed sometimes with the responses and the way uh, folks write in and, and call and talk to us. We're We're just believing God constantly for um, more ways to be able to minister more effectively. And we're thankful that God has given to us uh, the opportunity and the authority to pray for you and believe God with you. Uh, We are here up in the northeastern part of the United States, and uh, (laughs) we've had an exciting time. And I know Terry's got some things he wants to share with you today about that, but um, we have uh, been in Montreal, in that right, darling? And uh, absolutely in Canada, tremendous, uh, tremendous meetings in Montreal for nine sessions. <laughs> I mean, who does that anymore? I know, I know. But we got to preach nine times uh, at this great church. We were there last year uh, with uh, Pastor Pierre and Louise Sear, and then uh, they were gracious enough to invite us back this year. They're hungry. They really are. They're hungry. Their people Such are hungry. Such a wonderful They've church. trained their people well. Wonderful And uh, their people actually last year and this year took off uh, work. Yes. And took vacation took time vacation off days. to come to the services yes. so they could be there in the morning services as well as the evening services. So we had uh, we had morning services, night services, and uh, we had healings. We had miracles. We had salvations. That's right. And we sure taught some good word. I tell you, the word was rich, and it was good, and and uh, we were we were excited to to be a part of it. Well, it really is exciting <clears throat> when you can look out there at the faces of people, and you can see the lights coming on and the satisfaction of hearing truth. And it's not just you know an amen here or there, but it's people realizing that the lights are coming on and they're understanding. And it's not that you know Terry and I have reached you know faith plateau. It's just that what we do know has helped us so much that when we share that with other people, yes, you know, we try to do everything that we can to say, look what we've learned. And if you'll do this, we know this will work. And as you walk by faith, God will show you things for you in your life. But it's always a good place to give what we know and then let people start from that so that they don't have to uh, you know, <laughs> uh, redo everything, try to learn everything by themselves, reinvent the wheel, as we say. And so we tried to share with them everything that we could possibly um, think of, feel as the Holy Ghost led us. And Terry taught some outstanding uh, things about faith and miracles and trusting in God and how to really do faith, that words create the atmosphere and they cause things to be created in your life. So we've, we are, are here tonight uh, spending the night in, in Vermont, and we are... Uh, we're actually in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, that's right. We're in New Hampshire. And then we're going to Vermont tomorrow, right? Well, sure. 
sort of. We were in Vermont today, and we crossed <laughs> the state line a while ago and got a hotel, and we're in New Hampshire. We'll go back to Vermont tomorrow to right. continue on our, journey to, on our journey to Indianapolis for this coming Sunday to minister the Word of God there with Chris Holland and his great church. And uh, we just... Uh, we're just kind of traveling through the country. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We've got one more week on the road, and uh, we're excited about what the Lord's doing and what we feel like God's got going on for our nation and for uh, the work of God in these last days. You know, Jesus is coming soon, and we've got to prepare the church and get our hearts ready uh, to meet the Lord Jesus and to do the work that He's called us to do in these last days and to ever... Uh, as Paul said, ever be mindful, <laughs> you know, and have ever our be ever be mindful of the wonderful salvation that we have received through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that Christianity um, boldly declares that our God lives in us. No, oh, absolutely, and He lives in us to help other people, absolutely, and to bless our lives and take care of our families. And you know, it's so much fun to preach nine sessions. You know, it's like it. Like it used to be in here in the states back yes. in the, you know, in the seventies and eighties and nineties. Oh my goodness! People were hungry for the word, hungry to to hear the word of God preached. That's right. That's and, right. And uh, they'd come to church and take notes and get excited, and uh, that that's the way this church uh, has been when we were there last October and again just this week. Just this week, and, it's astounding. Uh, the people just you know, it's a, it's a great church. It's an assembly of God, French speaking, in in Montreal, Quebec. Right. Uh, French speaking assembly of God church. And in their church, Pierre and Louise have 35 nations represented in the church. Isn't that something? I mean, there's just people there from all over the world. All and over the world. I had a guy come up to me the uh, day before yesterday and say, say, oh, Brother Terry said, I'm from Ukraine. And so I said a couple <laughs> of words in, in Russian to him, you know. And, and, uh, and he said, I've heard of you. He said, I was never in any of your meetings, but I've heard of you so many years. Oh, my you know? goodness, and, and, yes. Uh, so yes. I said, well, who is your pastor? And he told me, oh, I said, I know your pastor. He said, I know your pastor talks about, or my pastor talks about you. Oh, my goodness. And so, uh, you know, there were just people there uh, that, that live there in Montreal from all over, over the, the world. world. It's just a real melting pot. And uh, they've got 35 nations representing their church. I had people go up to me and talk to me in Spanish. Right. I had people there from Mexico. I had people there. Uh, one guy came up to me and he said, I saw you when you was in Colombia, in Bogota, Colombia. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, and, and then last night, uh, the last night of the meetings was uh, last night, Wednesday night. And uh, we just, um, uh, I was asking about miracles. I said, now, give me a testimony if you had a miracle. And, uh, a man and a woman raised their hand over on the far right side of the church, or my right side right. Uh, of the church. And um, I asked the man, I said, what did you have? What did you have? What's your miracle? What's your miracle? And he stood there and looked at me, <laughs> you know, and he didn't answer me. And I said, I said, you've got your hand up. What's your, what's your miracle? And somebody said, uh, he doesn't speak English. Said he only speaks Spanish. And I said, oh, uh -huh. great. So I just started talking to him in right. Spanish, you know. And so well, tell me in Spanish. And then right. he, he he turned on then, you know, and his oh, face yeah. brightened. His wife started telling me. And, oh, and, uh, very just, animated. And just gave me a, a great, wonderful testimony in Spanish. So they, anyway, it's a good church. Well, and it really Louise is. And, and Louise interpreted for me all nine sessions. She is Bless magnificent. Her uh, she's such a good interpreter, but I think I wore her out because you know, it, you know, my, I, I went, I went long several nights, yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean, I didn't go ten and a half hours like no. I have before, right. but but I, we did have some two-hour services. Two hours. Well, you preaching two hours <laughs> and then ministering to people in in healing lines, and um, and that was that took a while. But you know, when you saturate a church like that, 
it makes such a tremendous difference in the atmosphere of the people. When you can tell the pastor said to us, I think they're getting it. I think yeah. we're getting it. Yeah. We need this. We need this. And they I even want prayed to learn. for a dog last night. Yes, you did. You had prayed for Chester. Had a young lady Doberman. bring her Doberman <laughs> named Chester. Who has and had asked cancer. if I would pray for him because he had had cancer. And I said, yes. well, sure. So I went outside the church and laid hands on him and talked to him and, and uh, told him I expected a good report. No, that's right. That's right. It was such a, there were so many different facets of the meeting. And, and, and the reason we tell you this is so that you can realize that God's trying to do something all over the world. Things you don't see in magazines or hear on the news or, uh, you know, everybody else will tell you about. But God's got people everywhere that, are, that he's trying to minister to in a variety of different ways. And one of the people told me, they said, you know, I live across the street uh, for five years before I ever came to the church. Oh my and goodness. now that I'm coming to the church, I'm so excited because it's been just like everything I wanted to know I'm learning here. Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? And you know, today's Thursday, so we're a day late. We're a day late. We're so sorry. In getting our podcast out, and we're sorry about that. We just... Uh, uh, after all those session and session and session, uh, Tuesday night we, we got in and it was so late and and then two two sessions yesterday uh, we had we had morning sessions yesterday morning on Wednesday right. and then we went out to lunch had a lunch date with a pastor drove down from another city uh, and, and they're actually over from the the in Ontario uh, over on the other side of Toronto in Brantford right. I, I preached in Brantford thirty years ago I guess well and. Uh, and so they they came over and met us and and, uh, uh, and uh, with pastors Pierre and Louise, friends of theirs, and so we had a good lunch and a good visit, and then we got back to the room. We we were just so tired, and then we had service that night. We had to you know study and get ready and for the service last night. Yeah. That we just didn't make the podcast. Well, and, and then today we drove. We so drove from, all from, day. <laughs> you know, we packed up our hotel and then yes. drove, and crossed the crossed the border into the United States. And so here it is Thursday, so we're a day late in getting our uh, our podcast out. Well, we're just going to believe God, you know, that the eternal presence of the Holy Spirit always can redeem the time. Really, <laughs> and make a difference for you in your life. You were telling me when we were there uh, in Pastor Pierre and Louise's church, how many nations in Africa speak French? Yeah, 22. 22 nations. 22 of the 58 nations of Africa of actually Africa. speak French. Most people, I don't think, know that. And uh, so I was encouraging them, since they're French-speaking, right. uh, to take the word of faith and take take the word right. and take it to Africa and minister to, well, and to there all were, those different nations. And there they, was a pastor there from, yes, tell about from that. Cameroon that uh, really encouraged me and asked me in uh, numbers of times, please come to Cameroon. Please, Would you come? please come uh, teach the pastors. This is what pastors. we need. This is what our pastors yes, need. Yes. And then another night he brought his... Um, I guess it would be his superintendent or supervisor yes, in his denomination, right. and and uh, uh, said, you know, would you please come and we'll bring, we'll bring pastors in from all over Cameroon, bring them from out of the villages and out of the, you know, out of the bush, and right. bring them to the city, and if you'll teach them faith and instill faith in them, so we're praying about that. You know, Brother John Osteen used to always say, well, let's put it, let's put it on the back, back burner, burner. <laughs> and simmer it in prayer. Yes, so that's I told right. him, I said, we'll sure pray about it, and we're looking at a date here. Uh, next year, and uh, of course we've got so many invitations, Renee. And I know people almost aren't asking us to come; they're almost pleading for they're us, begging, yes, uh, to come. Please come, please. I got a message 
just the other day from Mexico of all places. You know, we go to Mexico all the time. And dear friends in Mexico said, please come, Dr. Terry, please come. Because uh, we haven't been to their, their area for a, a long time. And so uh, there's just hungry people everywhere. That's right. There's just hungry people everywhere. And they want the Word of God. They need the Word of God. And, you know, we're not teaching any deep, dark, mysterious thing. We're just teaching simple Bible faith. No, that's right. Just simple things like casting out devils and healing the sick and raising the dead and, you know, having miracles. And uh, the Word of Faith. Thank God for the Word of Faith. Well, every nation, in every kindred, every tribe, and every tongue, the Holy Spirit wants us to reach the world and not leave anybody out. I love that song that says, Until the whole world knows, we'll keep going till the whole world knows. And uh, I, I see so many efforts being made uh, to try to get the gospel to the world. And you know, and this is a good gospel about a good God yes, that yes, doesn't yes, want yes. to do harm or hurt to anybody because our gospel starts out with the announcement that God so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. What an invitation. What an announcement. What a declaration. What other what other religions of the world make that kind of declarative statement and give that kind of invitation from a loving God that wants to be God, the one that created everything we see, hear, feel, taste, or smell, the God that is creator has invited you into his family to be part of the kingdom of God and live with him eternally forever. I mean, you just think about other religions of the world that are so prejudicial and so um, austere and, and ominous and threatening and just really mean-spirited about, you know, domination of women and no respect for children and all of these things where there's well, no they're care. they're demon-possessed. They're demon-possessed gods. Psalm they're 115. false gods. I mean, you can't compare a, a false god to the real god. There's, there's not any way to be politically correct and talk nice about it. It's just that it's... It's, it's false and real. No. It's, it's heaven and hell. It's light and, and dark. It's, it's life and death. It's, oh, it really is. I mean, it's an astounding comparison to realize that the Lord Jesus Christ gave his life through his death, burial, and resurrection as a sacrifice for us so that we could come boldly into the very presence of of the God of the universe, yes, who is yes. God, <laughs> and that we would be accepted into what he calls the beloved Lord Jesus Christ as, a, as, a, as an entity, that we would be part of the family. Absolutely. And then also gave us a position of being seated at his very right throne, the right hand of the throne of God as ruling as, ruling as a king and a priest unto God. Sure. In the earth and gave us the authority. Jesus said there in Luke ten nineteen, Terry, behold, I give you power. I give you power. You know, God's just to not tread afraid. on serpents and scorpions <laughs> and over all, oh. A-W-L, all the power of the enemy. Right. And nothing. You no. know, T-H-I-N-G, no thing, no, no thing. thing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. What if the church could believe that? If Luke, the church could believe that. What if the church that? could believe Luke 10, 19? <laughs> It's amazing. Well, it, it, it changed the way we act, think, talk. We cover the world like ants and bring back Jesus in a matter of weeks. 
No, I, that's exactly, well, yes, that's exactly right. And that's what we need to be doing. And that's how we need to realize and just take the simple, wonderful promises of the Word of God and begin to believe them ourselves, act on them in our daily life 24-7, and then go and share that information and and our own personal testimonies with others that we come in contact with. That's just how simple it is. Someone said decades ago, all ministry is is influence. And the Lord just expects you to influence people around you in your home, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, on the job, in your city, in your church, everything you do. You know, somebody can even see you in church sitting on the same row with you, see you write out your tithe check faithfully every week, and you, and you uh, entice them, influence them to trust the living God with their money that they will see God prosper them and their family. I, I can remember a man in our church years ago uh, there in Corpus Christi. He was a well-known uh, TV personality up in age, and he was uh, such a nice, um, caring kind of gentleman, very, very formal, but very good, and he loved our church. And he would come to our church and just uh, loved to hear Dean preach. He just thought Dean was just... He made the word real to him. And I don't know if he ever received the baptism of the Holy Spirit or not, but he loved our music and he loved to hear Dean preach. And he had never been taught tithing. He had just seen giving in the church as a benevolent act, like giving to the poor. Sure. You know, and uh, he, w- he just was sitting there one Sunday and he said somebody, whoever he was sitting by, he saw them pull out cash he said, and saw the husband and wife counted out like it was their tithe and put it in their envelope. And he said, you know what? He said, it just encouraged me to think, well, well, I could give that and more. And he said, so I took money out of my wallet and gave more than what they gave. And he said, I just, he said, I just wanted you to know that that's how how influential you can be in this church. You can help somebody like me. Praise God. Isn't that great? Isn't <laughs> that wonderful? I thought what humility it took to, take, to give that testimony. And he, was, and he was so sincere about it and just felt so liberated that I gave more than they did. And he said, that's the first time that ever happened to me. And he said, it really blessed me. Um, I don't think he used the word blessed. He said it was more like influenced me. To, to see that I could do that, and, it, and, it, and his concept, uh, his vocabulary, the way he put it was, and it didn't hurt me at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> he yeah. said it made me happy. Well, yeah, and that's great. I that's was so tremendous. proud of that. So, see, we can influence people everywhere on any different, you know, any kind of situation in life. We can influence people just by our very presence. We can walk in and be kind and be friendly and notice people and say hello, and just walk in there full of the Holy Ghost, and you never know how God's going to use you to minister to people. I can't tell you the the ways the Lord has used me to get people's attention and then draw the conversation back around to either they need prayer or they need counsel about something. Or I would just be able to say, you know, I think that, and I would always play naive about something. I would say, you know, I think 
there's a scripture in the Bible. I, I think I've heard this, and I said it, it's about this or that or their child or something, that that God will help you with that. And, and I would say, well, you know, I'll pray for you about that if, you, if you'd like. And they'd always, nobody ever turned me down. And I've just been so grateful for the opportunities that I've had through life to give a word in season, as Proverbs says, mm-hmm, like sure. apples of gold in sure. pictures of silver, so that you can begin to love on people and let them see that God loves the world, but how's he going to do it? He's going to do it through you. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I just think that's wonderful. You know, we were talking about the meetings that we just finished, uh, the nine sessions we just finished it with uh, Pierre and Louise and their great right. church in Montreal. And uh, I might just say that those were those were live streamed oh, yes. on their uh, Facebook, Facebook page. page. Yes. Uh, and also on my Facebook page because I just simply shared it right. onto my page, right. my Terry L. Myers page. Right. And uh, some of these, some of our partners and friends that listen to these podcasts, you would really enjoy, uh, and not just enjoy, but you would uh, get good out of. You would, you would uh, be blessed and, and helped right. by going and watching those. Uh, I taught in the morning session several sessions on uh, how t- how you can be a hero of faith. Oh, it's wonderful. Just how, I mean, the, the Bible has heroes of faith, uh, and then there's been other heroes of faith we talk about in, in olden times. But, you know, there's heroes of faith today, and a lot of people call me a hero of faith, and then I've taught people how to be a hero of faith. And uh, so you can go to Terry, to my Facebook page, Terry Elmise, and just go scroll through there because there's several, well, there are nine sessions that you can just uh, pick up those broadcast or those, uh, what am I trying to say? Those archived messages exactly. uh, over over the last week and really gain from it. And then at night we were talking about miracles. Last night I ministered on your own your way to a miracle, and it was just it blessed people and it helped people and ministered to people. And uh, I talked about uh, uh, how to uh, how to handle a situation if you're if if you need a miracle and you're going to Jesus to get a miracle. And it looks like you've got it, and you're so happy, and everything's wonderful, and the sky's blue, and the grass is green, and the birds are singing, and all of a sudden the bottom falls out. Everything goes wrong. Everything turns upside down. It's all wrong. People yell at you. Why are you down there at church? Why are you doing this? That didn't work. And and how to handle that and end up with your miracle. No, and it's and so those were some good, good sessions uh, and really good was. teaching. And, of course, they'll have, they'll have them on... Uh, CD as well, but they'll be translated into French as well. It's me preaching right. in English and then and then being translated into, into French. French. But mean. it certainly would be well worth your while to get those messages off Facebook. And it's free for nothing. You can just get it for free. No, that's right. <laughs> it was so good. I, you know, I just sit there in the in the congregation while Terry's preaching, and uh, after all these years of being a Christian, um, growing up in a Pentecostal church going three years working my way through a Pentecostal Bible college, uh, working uh, on staff at my home church, working Dean and I on, La- on staff at Lakewood with Pastor John Osteen, and then going to Corpus Christi and starting our own church for 38 years. And then all of these things that, that we did in pastoring and ministry and now traveling with you, um, and you know, since we've been married now almost five years, around the world, I am still, I have to tell you all from the bottom of my heart, I am more excited about the things of God now than I think I've ever been. And I'm so hungry 
for the presence of God and to know his voice and to hear his his direction and to be sensitive to his presence on the inside of me than I've ever been before. And when I hear Terry up there preaching last like last night, he walked us through that whole chapter like a day in the life of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark chart starting yeah. in chapter four into Mark chapter all of Mark chapter five was just outstanding. And to and to to be there like Brother Osteen used to say that, Terry, he'd say he'd say if you're needing healing in your body and you need to know what Jesus thinks about healing, he said, you read the four gospels, you walk the dusty roads of, of Israel with yeah, the Lord yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. You walk into the temple with him. You walk out onto the fields where the multitudes are with him. And he would make it sound so real. And sure. last night I sat there on the front row thinking, oh, this is exactly what it is. It's like walking through getting in that boat with Jesus, having to go across on the other side, seeing all that miracle of the, of the demon-possessed man be delivered, then coming back to the other side again and seeing all the things that he began to do. And then, you know, the woman with the issue of blood being healed and Jairus' little daughter being raised from the dead. Well, all I, really of that. Taught, I really taught something that I don't think people ever hear. Uh, I taught you watch Jesus' attitude. yes. Even though he doesn't say the girl's dead, right. the instant he hears that she's dead, yes, he changes his whole mo, his whole modus operandi. I mean, he, you yeah. watch his attitude, right. and they changed the attitude, changed the atmosphere, changed because it went from "Hey, we're all going to Jairus's house to heal a little sick girl, yay!" Right. until he heard she was dead. He said, "Nope, nobody's going with me now." While right. ago, he let it, he was letting every, every Tom, Dick, and Harry come with him right. to see him heal the little his sick girl. Right. But the instant he heard she was dead, he totally changed and went to the house and raised that baby girl from the dead. In 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 spite of her relatives there, right. and he he literally kicked grandma out of the house. Yeah, I was looking. I when you were teaching that, I went over <clears> and looked <throat> at Mark, not, uh, Matthew nine. I mean, that story's in in the Gospels three times. Right. So the Lord wanted us to know about right. every detail of that story that it's amazing how things changed in that dynamic. And if you, if you see that and realize what really happened in that dynamic, and you, you don't just see the one-dimensional mm -hmm, picture, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you go deep into that and see, you know. You almost get two lessons. Here's how to heal the sick. Yeah. And here's how to raise the dead. Here's how to raise the dead. And then, I mean, he did it all that day. I mean, he cast out devils. <laughs> he... He, oh, it was a day in the life of Jesus, yeah, and it was a life. busy day. Yeah, he, you know, he, he preached. Yeah, he preached. He gave that marvelous. Um, had the parable. storm come up? And yeah, the thought storm. Thought they going to drown everybody, and he had yeah. to deal with that. He, I mean, he, he, it was just take authority over cast the elements, the devils out cast the, the, the devils out. Uh, I mean, a guy uh, that would cut himself, and and they'd, they'd bind him with chains. He'd break yeah. the chains, and uh, Jesus cast those devils out of him into. 2,000 pigs. Of course, he didn't think much of pigs anyway, but that irritated the townspeople, so they kicked him out of their towns. He said, Lord, we want you to solve our problems, but we want yeah. you to save our pigs. He, yeah, he was a, 
he was an it was an emotional roller coaster oh, that whole a, day. All day. He's long. reproving the disciples for having little faith. Why did you doubt? You know, and I mean, and all of these things that went on in that one day are just startling. And if you if you put yourself in the picture and you and you go deeper into a third and fourth dimension of what really was happening all around him during all of that, and then he he closes out the day by raising that little twelve year old girl from the dead and all the things that happened it's just a startling picture of god's attitude towards human suffering and crisis in our lives and it, you know and he starts off by talking about that parable uh, you know a sower went out to sow the word and he says to the disciples there in mark chapter 4 he says now um, if you don't understand this one, how will you understand any of the sure, others? Of if you don't understand why trials, why trials and tests and tribulation come, they come on account of the word's sake, that when you might, hell doesn't know if you're going to act on it and, and cause them trouble. So they immediately try to bring opposition. And in Mark chapter 4, in that, in that parable, Jesus explains uh, that the thorns will choke out the word, the stony rocks and, and the, all of that in a field. You can't plant a field in a, in a, when, when, they've got, when it's full of rocks. Of and so Jesus uses, the, and uses that analogy in that and talks about the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of, rich, of, of riches, the lust for other things, persecution and affliction, which is trouble of any kind. And so when you, when you look at those five things that hell tries to use to distract and discourage enthusiasm and diminish uh, our focus on the Word of God, that that's why trials and tests come to the believer and he's explaining all of that and then he gets in the boat <laughs> i mean there's just oh, yeah, a, yeah, there, yeah. what a day what a day there's, there's several several days like that in the bible you right. know I, you know when i was a kid i used to just feel like i'd just get in the bible and run around with them you right. know see what they right. saw and right. hear what they heard and and uh, so on and so forth. hey before we wind this up and we do need to wind it up but i want to mention two things one uh today is d-day Yes. It's June the 6th. It's been 75 years. 75 since, years. Since boys, I My mean 18, 19-year-old boys, right, right. Uh, attacked the beaches at Normandy. Yes. Those five beaches, Utah, Omaha, Juneau, Golden Sword, those five beaches. And 9,000, over 9,000 uh, were killed. Right. And uh, Just in a few hours. They, oh, the first wave that went in, 92% of them died. Right. That's just incredible. Those young men. That's just incredible. 92%. And I, and I found out today, And the too, second wave that went in, 80% died. And, and it just kept on going. I, I, I read an article where one of the, they interviewed one of the German, one of the Nazi machine gunners. And he said he sat there on the beach that day firing at our men. And, and he fired 15,000 rounds or bullets. Well, that's incredible. It is incredible, and but because of those men, just eighteen, nineteen year old boys, because of those men, we have the freedom to preach the gospel. We have the freedom to preach the gospel today. <laughs> Jesus, because of thank that, you, we stopped. That's you. that was the Renee. That was the greatest invasion and the greatest battle ever been waged uh, in our history. Isn't that something? And uh, it, it's just it, it's just incredible what happened. 
No, it really is. And I found, you know, today they were reading different things that happened during that time. And General Eisenhower and General Marshall, in order to keep the thing secret, they didn't even tell these young men that they were going to a battle to fight. And the, and when they got on those ships, they did not tell them. And so it was just an amazing thing. They told them they were going somewhere and they were going to have to fight, but they didn't tell them where they were going. They didn't even know what was going to happen as much as being armed and ready to go. And it was just an astounding uh, thing. They had to keep it so secret. And the fact that they were able to keep it secret... Well, the Nazis were trying to figure out... that Everybody knew it was going to happen. Right. Everybody right. knew that they were, there was going to be an invasion. Right. But the Nazis were trying to figure out where it was going to be. And if they could have figured out exactly where it was going to be, it would have been a real more than, more of a slaughter than it was. And we lost so many men. But you know, they said they said they traded, they gave their today for our tomorrow. Isn't that something? They gave their lives to literally it literally changed history. Yeah, Western civilization. It literally as we know changed it. Oh, exactly. History. President Macron it's... of France today said that France is indebted which I totally agree with, is yeah. indebted to the United States of America, owes America. And, and so does England, so does, so right. does Holland, so does, so does all the, you know, Belgium. I mean, we liberated the world. No, that's right. Otherwise, that madman would have taken over the world. He was looking for a thousand-year reign. He called it the thousand-year thousand Reich, Reich. Yeah. a thousand-year kingdom, a thousand-year reign. And, and, and we stopped that. Uh, and, and those men gave their blood, paid paid for our freedom with their blood. Well, so I wanted to recognize that. I wanted to give honor and, exactly. and, 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 and uh, homage to that today. Yes, yes, yes. And I also wanted to say that I got news yesterday. One of my dear friends, pastor in Mexico City by the name of uh, Gabriel Acero, Pastor Gabriel, my what dear, dear man. friend. He and his wife, Lourdes uh, pastor this great church in Mexico City, and we've been friends for so so long. And uh, he passed away yesterday. And uh, way too I, soon. I got to, I got news of that yesterday, and and uh, you and I got news of it. And and uh, I I just sat there and blubbered and cried like a baby. And you know I hear people dying all the time. People always tell me somebody passed away and somebody passed away and somebody passed away. And I had no idea it would affect me like that. When I got that word, I just. I just was there in our hotel room in Montreal, and I just cried like a baby, and uh, you know it just it just hurt. And he was my dear friend, and such a good man and a godly man. And his wife you, Lourdes, uh, we need to pray for her, hold her up in prayer. And then they have this wonderful, marvelous church. They really uh, called do. Called uh, 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 Lomas Lomas de Vida of yes. Life, Heels of Life, and. Um, uh, I don't even know who's going to take the church or who's going to pastor or any of that kind of thing. But we need to pray and believe God. No, and they've right. got such a marvelous praise and worship team. <laughs> yes, they do. They just have one of the best praise and worship teams on the planet. Well, and Pastor uh, Gabriel was one of the uh, I, a rarity to see a man like oh, that's him sensitive to the Holy Ghost. that was so sensitive to the Holy Ghost. He knew how to let the music ministry just praise and bring in and worship the glory of God. Oh, yeah, he did. And then he'd just direct them. He, he wouldn't even go to the microphone. He'd just stand over on the side and say, sing it again, sing it again, 
or he'd lean over and say to the song leader standing on the side or something, he'd say, sing so-and-so. And he 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 didn't try to get to the microphone. Mm-hmm. He didn't no. try. He knew enough to let man. the Holy Ghost move. And I always admired that. When I met him, that was uh, the first time I I, had, I went with you down uh, to their church. In fact, it was my happened to be my yeah, birthday. Yes, we got married. We got yeah. married in September of that year, and yeah. and uh, we were there there the first of November, and your birthday and my November birthday, 2nd. And you were preaching for them, and it was just such a marvelous um, experience to be in that church and feel. And they've got a, I guess it seats about fifteen hundred, two thousand. And it was just absolutely full of the glory of God. And Pastor Gabriel Acero is the one that's responsible uh, for that kind of anointing in a church when they just hit the first note. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just a have such... A true pastor, a pastor's pastor. Oh, and they love their Real people. Man of God. And they have such... And then they put on Brother Wayne's convention every year for him and help him. And the organization and the order oh, and the hospitality. Oh, they're so gracious to Wayne and Martha Myers. They are... Just- Oh just my. have helped them and supported them and blessed them. And, of course, Brother Wayne's just trained them all and, and yes. taught them all. Yes, yes, yes. So, anyway, I wanted to, I wanted to say those two things about D-Day and about Pastor Gabriel. And, and uh, I'll miss my friend. Well, and, uh, I, we I certainly didn't... want to stand with Lourdes and, and, uh, and the church and do whatever we can do to help. And it makes us glad that there's a heaven that we can count on the hope that we have of eternal life through Jesus Christ. You know, I, I, as we leave the air today, just reminds you that as this is June 6th, you know, we just have 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 um, uh, celebrated Memorial Day, which is remembering those that have given their lives right. for the sake of freedom. Right. And here we are again this week uh, honoring those that gave D- them D-Day. such... Uh, tremendous, the ultimate sacrifice on D-Day for Western civilization, freedom. Well, just honoring you know? D-Day, I mean, they didn't all die. Thank God that yes. the survivors came on. Right. But thank, we're honoring D-Day. The, D-Day. The, the, they delivered us from Nazi, the Nazi hordes and the ungodly. You know, the American leaders knew. Right. I mean, seriously, if you stop and go back, American leaders knew that this was a fight for our souls. Right. This was a fight, that literally, of evil. It this really wasn't just is. a skirmish. This wasn't just no, about real no, estate. No. <laughs> this wasn't just because we want your your property. No, no, no. no. This, this was an absolute that that evil demon possessed monster, Adolf Hitler, murdered ten million people, six million Jews, right. and and was trying to take the world and would have murdered right. millions and millions and millions well, more. Stalin, and, 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 and Stalin American, murdered ten million of his. Own. Well, sure. Well, they're all devils. They're all. And, you know, and yet, yet American leaders knew this was the catalyst. This was the fight for our souls, for light and dark, for, no, for, right. for life and death, for heaven or hell. That they knew this was a spiritual fight. And, uh, and, and our soldiers that went, that, what we call the greatest generation. That's you right. Know, uh, they, they, they went and won that war. Mm-hmm. And came home and built the greatest nation on the planet. Well, and I think that's a it's picture. The greatest economy on the planet. And what what I want to leave you with today is knowing the seasons and the times that we live in. We're right here at the beginning of the summer season. We're here celebrating and memorializing and remembering and honoring the freedoms that we do have. And as the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and July Fourth will be coming up. Yeah, because all of this coming up here. I mean, there's so much in this season. Pay attention, Church. Wake up. 
Everybody needs to be aware that we're in a fight. If it, uh, we're, uh, you know, if it's this, and we don't have the greatest generation. Yeah, no, we've and we got don't, cupcakes and snowflakes that, that right. you know, we're cry in over trouble. a broken hangnail, and, and you know, we're going to have to get America back. The gospel is supposed to help you be courageous and be productive, and not and deliver you from being lazy and cowardly. And yet we've we've got people that are we're still trying to manage, you know, a safe space for us so that we don't get our feelings hurt. And I want to encourage you to just buck up here (laughs) and be strong in the Lord and realize that God has called us to be soldiers in the army of the Lord and that we're going to have to be strong in the Lord. And, And like Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, as soon as you're weak, then are you strong that the power of Christ may rest upon you. I always like what Dean said. It comes out of you and gets on you. you And that's what you have to have. Be strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God. Be able to stand in the evil day. Warn and admonish and encourage one another daily, for the days are dark. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, Paul wrote. So we want to encourage you to do that. Be strong in your daily life with the Lord. Be strong in prayer, strong in the Word, strong and faithful in church attendance, strong in, in believing God and acting in faith, in giving and in loving and in praying and in your witness for the Lord Jesus Christ because all of us are needed. And just like they were needed on D-Day, just like they were needed in all the World War One, World War Two, all of these things that God has called our nation to stand in and be an example and uh, help people around the world, just even more so the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's you. <laughs> and that's us. Well, God bless you. We love you. We're looking forward to being with Chris Holland in, in uh, Evansville, Indiana. Is no, it? no, no, in, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, we're going to be there this Sunday. And uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, no, I'm just excited about it. I just think it's going to be wonderful. We hadn't been with them, what, in a couple of years? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And then on the Wednesday night, we'll be with Cheryl and Cheryl and Dolby and uh, Alton uh, or Wood, Wood River. Uh, Illinois, uh, right Illinois. Across, right across the river. Yeah. That river's kind of big right now. It's flooding. Sadly. But, uh, right across the river from St. Louis. Yes, yes, yes. Lots happening, folks. We love you dearly. Look forward to seeing you next week. Tell somebody else about the podcast. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.